This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with the one, the only, Brandon Swanee Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And Brandon, this is, so for tonight, Monday night, this is the, what, third different topic or third different sport that both you and I have talked about tonight. We did the primetime podcast, three segments there. Um, We did our baseball topic that we started doing a weekly thing there. Then we went to get food before it's like, all right, bye, see you tomorrow kind of a thing. And the Redskins and the Chiefs decided to drop a hefty news story right into our lap. So this is us talking about it. Um, didn't want to wait in a full week for Mark and I. So Mark, you're seeing this. I'm sorry, but I didn't want to wait a full week to kind of talk about this. And you're a Chiefs fan. So what better person to be on here with me than a Chief resident, but Enough with the intro. Alex Smith is traded from the Chiefs to the Redskins. Alex Smith was just on the Dan Patrick show early today, nearly took off McLovin's head with a <laughs> fastball, and now he's going to Washington. So here's what we're going to do. Three-parter to this one. First, we're going to look at Alex Smith going to the Redskins. Then we're going to look at Kirk Cousins. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to get a mega deal. We're going to talk about where we could see him going Then we will wrap everything up looking at the Chiefs and what they are going to be now with Patrick Mahomes being the guy in Kansas City. So let's start with Washington. They get Alex Smith. What does it mean for the Redskins? Well, right now, I'm I'm not quite sure. It sounds like by reading some of the articles, um, a Bleacher Report right now saying that Washington and Alex Smith have agreed in principle to a four-year deal. Damn. Um, So... That is interesting. It, mm-hmm. it just quite honestly, the landing spot of Washington is interesting. And I know that obviously Washington was not exactly, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. not happy with with Kirk Cousins. Um, the relationship was tense. Um, and now we know Kirk Cousins won't be there. Well, it won't um, be franchise tagged either. No. So, um, so that'll be really interesting to see where he... Ends up going. You think mm-hmm. you already know his landing spots? I do. But uh, I, for Alex Smith, if he's able to come in and you know he was with the Chiefs five years, really gave I think the Chiefs five years. And what Alex Smith did with Kansas City, he was able to revive his career. Mm-hmm. His career was dead. His career was dead. It was um, at the well. I shouldn't say dead. It was on the deathbed mm-hmm. um, in San Francisco, and he came to Kansas City and Andy Reid. Helped him, put him on life support, and said, we're going to get you up and going. And that's exactly what happened. And I'm really happy to see that because Alex Smith, and especially in his last year, I think probably his best year as a Chief, over 4,000 yards, passing, 26 touchdowns. That is what Alex Smith can bring to Washington. Mm-hmm. And now that it seems they'll have a quarterback that they want, a quarterback that has um, a a longer term contract with supposedly four years. Yeah. That's great. That's something to really be able to build off of. Um and I think if they could get a, a healthy Jordan Reed again, Alex Smith loves his tight ends. He loved Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. You get Jordan Reed back working into the mix. I think this offense 
will really take off again in Washington and could be something to to really watch for in in this next year certainly and then in uh, in coming years under under Alex Smith. The big thing that this means for the Redskins and you kind of mentioned it but I'm going to sum it up in one word. Stability. Yeah. It means stability at the most important position and the big thing and I'm going to bring his opinion in because I know that he would be like upset if I didn't but Sean Sean's always been on the side of Alex Smith is not going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. The Chiefs should move on from him. He's not going to be the guy to bring your team a Super Bowl. However, the Redskins at quarterback for the last few years, you mentioned the relationship with Kirk Cousins. It's been tenuous, but they always felt like from the Redskins, I always got the vibe that they never felt like he was the guy to where it was like he had the one good year. All right, we're going to franchise tag you. Do it again. He does it again. Franchise tags him a second time. Bet you can't do it three times in a row. He was pretty good for him. So now they're like, shit, we're not going to franchise tag you a third time. I like this move on the side of the Redskins because, like you said, if they can get Jordan Reed back, that's their tight end. Alex Smith loves his tight ends. They also have Vernon Davis, and Vernon Davis isn't, I would say, what he used to be, but as a backup tight end— I could see those two guys getting majority of the volume from Alex Smith. And Alex but, Smith, was Alex Smith mm-hmm. not throwing to Vernon Davis for a little while yeah. out in San Francisco? I believe, he, I believe he was. I'd have to double check that. But, I mean, you look at the wide receivers that they have. The big one is Doxon. They drafted him out of TCU, and they expected him to be a guy. Now, his rookie season was a little shaky at shaky. that. But he's the guy that they expected to come in and be that deep ball threat. What I'm seeing here is not exactly, but just hear me out now. You've got Alex Smith. You've got a tight end when healthy and Jordan Reed that could be kind of like your Travis Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey is a lot better of a tight end. You have a main wide receiver like the Chiefs had in Tyreek Hill, and then you just have wide receivers that can catch the ball. And then the running back situation I mean, they have Thompson, but I really liked what they, what I saw from Pirine this year. And I think eventually Samaj Pirine is going to be the number one back there. The thing I love most about this as well for the Redskins is they get a quarterback with stability. Like you said, it looks like they're going to be signing a four-year deal with Alex Smith. You've got the quarterback locked down. Don't have to worry about it. Now I'm thinking draft, number 13 overall. We're not talking quarterback for them anymore. They can go somewhere else. They can get a different need, whether that is on the offensive side, getting a weapon for Alex Smith, or if it's then on the defense to help their defense so that they can bolster that. Because you think about last offseason, I think it was last offseason, they go ahead and get Josh Norman. Now this offseason, they bring in Alex Smith. Yeah, I think that if they could bring in maybe another another wide receiver, mm-hmm. another weapon for Alex Smith. And I'm not saying that they need to do that at, at number one in their I mean, number there's one there's free pick. agents out there. But if they could do that, if they could bring in another receiver, um, just because right now you're looking at Dotson, you're looking at, um, what's his name? I just had it. Ryan I was Grant? Just, nope. I was just thinking about him. Jamison Crowder. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have those guys, but none of them is like that, that stud. Not yet. And I know that the hope is that Josh Dotson will get there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And again, still young, still has plenty of time to do that. But if you possibly bring in somebody who's already there, you know, who's a, you know, six foot three, six, four, you know, above and is able to be a, a nice target for Alex Smith to throw to something he really necessarily didn't have all that much in his wide receivers in Kansas City. Probably the mo- the best veteran wide receiver he ever had was Jeremy Macklin when he was at KC. But then they traded Jeremy Macklin, and then it's like you had Tyreek Hill was your number one, yeah. and then Travis Kelsey, who got the majority of the passes. Yeah. So it's it, there's there is, I do believe, hope for, for Washington, mm-hmm. and it's because no, for any Washington fan that really liked Kirk Cousins, you hate this. You hate seeing him go because you think you probably then think Washington, the organization, mishandled this whole deal, and they may have. They very well may have, mm-hmm. but I I think that now having stability, as you mentioned, and being able to know that this is not going to be a, not to say that it won't be a concern, because if there's, you know, if if ever your quarterback situation, your quarterback struggling, stuff like that, people are right away going to jump on and say, oh, we should have never gotten him, should have never done this trade, we should mm-hmm. still have Kirk. But that you you don't have that swirling over your head like, is he getting a contract at the end of the year? Is it going to happen? Is he going to do that? Well, you don't have that anymore, and you can kind of shift it more to the playing field. Well, I mean, what can for... we do on the playing field instead of, uh, what's the front office doing about this? Are mm-hmm. they, are, is there a good relationship between both parties? And that's those days are now gone. Well, even for Jay Gruden, it gives him some stability as the coach, like, Every year it's like, well, are we going to franchise tag this guy? Am I going to be worrying about a new quarterback? And that's the one thing ever since he came in that the Redskins have never really had is because you had the RG3 drama when he first came in, then they moved on to Kirk Cousins. Then it was like, well, are we going to commit to Kirk? Are we not going to commit to Kirk? Now you got Jay Gruden who, hey, I know who my quarterback is going to be for about four years. But this is a good question, though. How about this? He's Like you said, you came in. You had RG three. Now, then you had Kirk Cousins. Now you have Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. There was talk of Jay Gruden being Getting on the fired. hot seat this year. They bring in Alex Smith. Is he if he's unable mm-hmm. to have success with Alex Smith in the first year? Is he gone? Yes, I would say yeah because there's no reason. Like you have no reason now. We gave you. We're giving you a quarterback who is a playoff caliber quarterback and has. Turned around the Chiefs, basically, with what they have been and made them a playoff team, especially with Andy Reid. But the thing I wanted to look at, and I was waiting for it to come up, the internet was kind of slow, but wide receivers that we could see hit the free agent mark this year. The two big ones, and I'm going off of this because um, I saw articles that the Bears could be looking for them. Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, you've got Mike Wallace could be a free agent, Harry Douglas, you've got... Um, Kendall Wright, Andre Roberts, Danny Amendola. I don't think Danny Amendola. He'll stay with the Patriots, especially if they win a Super Bowl. But there's not a ton of like, man, that guy's a like, we got to get him like the Alshon Jeffrey of last year. Although Alshon, I believe, is going to be a free agent too. I believe he only signed a kind of prove it deal. I, I thought they, uh, the one year, the one year deal. I thought, I thought it was they, a prove it deal. within the season they had. Given him maybe, a, a new contract. Maybe I, I they thought did. that they did. Maybe they did. But, but there's no wide receiver 
like that that I'm seeing right now I, on the I, list. I would disagree with that. I would say if if I'm Sammy Watkins. No, gosh, he's the walking injury okay. bug. I would go after Jarvis Landry. Okay. I would go after Jarvis Landry. This guy is a guy who catches passes all the time. And I and I know that you're that a Washington fan may say, well, we have that's what we have Jamison Crowder for. Well, Jarvis Landry does it better than anybody else. He's able to end up with a stat line of about 10 catches for 90 yards and mm-hmm. two touchdowns. He's a great possession receiver. He's a great guy coming across the middle. 25 years old. And he's great. He's I cannot believe he's only 25 years old. He is so talented, and he's great in the red zone. He truly is great in the, in the red zone. And whatever quarterback that Miami had, whether it was uh, Matt Moore, whether it was Jay Cutler, whether mm-hmm. it was uh, Ryan Tannehill, they were looking – for Jarvis Landry, and he was the number one wide receiver over there. It's not like he's mm-hmm. just the, oh, he's the number one wide receiver on Washington. He could go anywhere, almost anywhere, and be the number one wide receiver there because he's that good, he's that talented. That'd be a guy I would definitely push for. You were right, by the way. They get, they did give Alshon an extension, by the way. I thought he's they now, did. He's now locked up. He'll be a free agent in after the 2021 season. So they did while. lock him up. You were right about that, but... I want to move the – do you think – here, I'll ask you this. Any final thoughts on either Alex Smith? Well, really, let let me ask that. How does this affect Alex Smith now? We talked about the Redskins. Before we move on to Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith now moving over from the AFC to the NFC. And here's two things. I'll I'll start at first. First off, like we said when we saw it happen, it's going to be weird seeing him in a Redskin jersey. It's just going to be weird for a couple weeks. However – now you look at the division of the NFC East, Eli, Dak, Carson Wentz, Alex Smith. Every team has their quarterback. Every team has it. What does this mean for Alex Smith going to the Redskins now? This gives Alex Smith a huge confidence boost. And the reason why is because he's not looking over his shoulder at Patrick Mahomes. Yep, He is not doing that anymore. He is the guy. Mm-hmm. He is the guy in Washington for the very, very foreseeable future. Funny you say that because you know who taunted him today on the Dan Patrick show about that? McLovin was taunting him about, uh, well, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the future in uh, KC. Like now looking at that interview in retrospect, it's funny that he gets traded now. It is. It is. But I think that this is going to be, again, I think this will be really good for. For Alex Smith, I think he'll thrive. I really do. I think he'll thrive in Washington. I think, again, this is a confidence boost, which is even, you know, not that he was down because mm-hmm. he had, again, his best season, I think, with Kansas City. And possibly, I'm I'm really trying to remember his, his seasons in uh, San Francisco. This may be his best well, season San yet. Fr- San Francisco, he, he had the same thing that you kind of had at the end because towards the end of his San Francisco days, it was number one pick, but Harbaugh comes in and it's like, well, you're going to start this many games, and then Colin Kaepernick kind of took the job away from him, and then the Niners rode with Kaepernick when they traded him. So this is good. This is really good for Alex Smith. I think this is a a good situation for him. Like I said, he's not looking over his shoulder. I think he'll be successful with the Redskins. Now let's move on into the next part, though, and the big part. The other quarterback that's involved here, Kirk Cousins, technically still a Redskin, right now however it looks like now that the Redskins have Alex Smith they are not I saw um, Rappaport tweet from NFL Network 
Looks like they are not going to re-sign Kirk Cousins or not going to franchise tag him. And Rappaport used two, two words at the end of his at the end of his tweet: "Mega deal." I want to ask you one team. Give me the first team. Where is Kirk Cousins playing next year? Denver. Why? Uh, the reason that he would go to Denver, even though I think he should go to the Cleveland Browns and really <laughs> help them out. Um, but uh, the reason that he I mean, go- he could, the re- <laughs> yeah, he won't. But the reason why he goes to Denver is because one, John Elway, mm-hmm. he's always looking for that next quarterback, and if he already has him before he even has to touch the draft, mm-hmm. ooh, that changes things. They because, might not even take a quarterback because then they wouldn't need to. If they nope. could go and if they could get and make the push for Kirk Cousins, which Elway would, he would throw as much money as Kirk Cousins would want because he would be the starter, he would be the franchise guy. Mm-hmm. Moving forward with Denver and Denver actually, I think, is in a good spot in terms of they still have a good defense. They have an offense that has good wide receivers, good weapons. They have Demarius Thomas. They have Emmanuel Sanders. They have a couple of other guys um, wide receiver wise tight end. They could probably use one there. Running back situation, maybe that could then shift their their uh, position uh, to running back, which, you know, I'm not th- thrilled with the running backs that they currently mm-hmm. have because I think they let them down too much throughout the season. But I think it makes sense just with the guy who owns and runs the Broncos and the fact that Kirk Cousins could go over there and Denver could go whoop, Right back up, not not necessarily to the top, but content, contending in the AFC West, certainly. For me, there's three teams that I look at. I'll do what you did, though. I'll give you my first team that he should go to, and I'm not saying this because it's my team. I think Minnesota's the clear choice. Well, duh. Yeah, of course. I think, no, 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 and the reason why I say that is because Denver's my two. I'll throw that out there because you mentioned with Denver. The one thing I like about the Vikings— more than I like about Denver is one of the big talks about Denver when you talk to like um, the NFL networks, the um, other analysts around the league is a defense has a shelf life. Usually it's about four to five years. The Bronco defense, I mean, look at what we've, we're seeing with the Seahawks right now. Kind of on the downcline a little bit with their managing contracts and The defense is kind of shaky right now. Or some would say the decline. The decline, but I say downcline. I know. The Broncos, I believe, will be entering that part of their system sooner rather than later. Defenses don't have long shelf lives. The Vikings, though, their defense is on the early part of that. So if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm looking to sign a mega deal. I'm looking to sign a long deal which defense is going to be there for the majority of my deal? I go with Minnesota. I go with the younger defense. I go with the best defense from last year. You have it, like you mentioned, oh, I don't like the running backs in uh, in Denver. How about Dalvin Cook, Jarek McKinnon, Latavius Murray? Is that what your whistle? Because it's what what's my whistle every Sunday, basically. <laughs> then you've got the wide receivers. You got Diggs. You got Feeling the Thielen. Laquan Treadwell, if he ever decides to be the pick that we thought yeah, he was going to be, about that. he can be a good third or fourth guy. Kyle Rudolph was a guy I should have mentioned before uh, Treadwell, but I like the roster overall, and I like the defense compared to Denver. That's why for me, Minnesota's a clear number one to me. 
Denver's a number two because, like you said, John Elway, the defense is still good. But a third team I'll throw out there, and I want to get your opinion on this. What about the Cardinals? I know they have a new head coach coming in with Wilkes being a defensive guy, but they have a defense there. They've got a run game. They've got arguably the best wide receiver, like legacy wide receiver, still playing the game right now in um, Larry Fitzgerald. I think the Cardinals could also be a good fit for Curdy Cousins. Well, the, the the Cardinals would certainly be a fit just because of the fact that they need a they need a quarterback. Yeah. They they have a couple of backups right now, true backups, mm-hmm. um, and no and no starter on that on that roster. But then, if you're Kirk Cousins, you also want to look at are you going to have time like Larry Fitzgerald? How many more years does he have? In Not the tank? many. He's got one, maybe two, I would think. But then you're then you're looking at guys like John Brown, the other John Brown. Um, I'm I'm trying to think. You've got JJ JJ Nelson. Yep. You don't have a lot of there. There seems to be a little bit of instability Jermaine in, Gresham, in, in terms. Tight end. There's just instability in terms of the the weapons. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like, but it's better than it's it's not much better than the Bears situation. You mm-hmm. you just you kind of have a modgepodge of people, and you just hope one of them can catch the ball. But I could see, but, but the Cardinals but going out and getting like a Sammy Watkins or a wide receiver to say, hey. You sign with us, we can still go ahead and get you a weapon, or we'll draft you a weapon that's, in the draft. That's that's about if I'm Kirk Cousins, so that's about the only way mm-hmm. that I'd, I'd be able to be lured to Arizona is if you're telling me, okay, you're going to sign me, you're going to give me the money and the deal that I'd like, but then you're also going to go after some of these guys that I'd also like to to work with, because if I'm Kirk Cousins, based on what they have right now. The Cardinals would certainly be one of my last choices yeah. that I'd want to go with, only because of you know the facts that and and, and, and figures that I just kind of handed out there is that they just don't ha- they're not the most solidified. Let me ask you this: so Vikings, Denver, we're going to agree those are the top two teams. Let's say neither of them work out a deal with you. You got to pick between these next two teams to go to. You got to pick the Cardinals or the Jets. Who you go to? Who do you make a deal work for, the Jets or the Cardinals? Because mm. the Jets could be a team that could be in the market for Kirk Cousins. I just don't see him signing there. I don't see him going to a New York because it's like, really, what do you got? Like, I'm not going to win with the Jets. I think I might go the Jets. How come? I think I might go the Jets because we saw a really good wide receiver, young wide receiver, emerge there with Robbie Anderson uh, this past year. They have a big tight end in Austin Safarian Jenkins. Um, I, I think that if they were able, oh, they also have um, who's the other wide receiver out there on the other side, outside um, opposite Anderson. Um, he came over from the Seahawks, I believe. Curse, I, Jermaine Curse. Jermaine Curse. I mean, that's that, that. You know, that's another guy that we saw with with the quarterback that they had over there with McCown mm-hmm. was able to put up uh, some good numbers there. They could be I mean they're they're old in the running game in terms of Forte, but they were they were going with again, I'm trying to remember his his name, the running Bilal back. Powell. Bilal, thank you. I'm just I forgetting got some of these guys. I'll be you know, I'll be the safety blanket for you, Brandon. You ain't <laughs> thank falling. You. Thank you. Thanks, Travis. Uh, <laughs> but uh you you've got him, then you've got um, the guy behind him, McGuire. Uh, thank you, Jeez Louise. <laughs> um, you so you've got those two guys there, but then for me, it's the Jets' defense. They've kind mm-hmm. of stunk. I mean, and then when you're looking at defense wise, well, I mean, they just made go- a trade before the season where they sent 
they're they sent a guy to Seattle just to bring in Jermaine Curse. I uh, I still would say the Jets because at the end of the day you're you're worried about the offense. Mm-hmm. You're worried about the offense. You're worried about winning. I understand that, but you've got to be able to work with some things. Um, you know, first off, so that's what that's why I would say the Jets there. But mm-hmm. he, he's not going to sign with either of those two teams. Let's be honest about it. He's going to sign most likely with a Denver or a Minnesota. I mean that that just seems to make more sense. But I don't want to go get this too far mm-hmm. off the rails. Who's Minnesota keeping though? Are they keep Are they keeping Keenum around? Are they keeping they, Bridgewater around? Because what happens to loyalty mm-hmm. then? Here's here's my situation. Here's what I think. Bradford's gone. If we get Kirk Cousins, Case Keenum's out the door. I'm sorry. We're not franchise tagging you. Someone else is going to overpay for you. I think then we keep Teddy, and it's basically we have Kirk Cousins as our guy. We see what Teddy's got, and I feel like with the Vikings, and this is me talking now as a fan of this team— I'd be upset if we're not if if Ziggy is not coming up with if Ziggy and Spielman are not coming up with ways to offer something at Kirk Cousins tonight, like working with a package to try to get something going, then I've lost all faith because you got one game away from the Super Bowl. You got Ziggy going out there saying that I we're will be contenders. We will get to the big game. I promise you that. How do you get there? You bring in a quarterback like Kirk Cousins. That's how you do it. I got two wild cards, though, for you. Two big ones. First one could contend with the Broncos. I would say if they they become a serious contender, Kirk Cousins would sign with them over the Broncos. What if the Jaguars go, hey, Blake Bortles, we're not going to re-sign you. We're going after Kirk Cousins. And they get Kirk Cousins. It's a young defense, young running back. You got you got some shelf life with that team where it's like, hey, I'm signing a long mega deal. This defense is young. They're going to be good throughout my entire contract. I've got weapons. Like, Blake Bortles got them to the AFC Championship game. Now Robinson was injured. That could be a team where if they, if they get serious and go, hey, let, let, let's move on from Blake. Let's go after Kirk Cousins. I might think that then the Jaguars could be one of the only teams to rival the Vikings in a deal. The other one was the Bills I was going to mention, but the Jaguars would be a big, big, and me, if I was Kirk Cousins, I'd have to think about it if the Jaguars came knocking at my door offering me a deal. But, Ricky, here's what I think with that, and I don't really want to play the comparison game uh, too much, but like you said, Blake Bortles got them to the AFC. I, I no, their defense got <laughs> them to the uh, AFC Championship game. Blake Bortles didn't mess it up for them. Mm-hmm. And then for Case Keenum, Case Keenum got there with the help of the defense. Where does it where do you step in and you say, "Well, you know what? Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback." But we like what we have in Blake Bortles. We di- we didn't think if if you would have come to us today mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, uh, at the beginning of this this current this past season, or the one that we're still in because there's a Super Bowl still to be played, um, and you would have said, "Hey, Kirk Cousins is available. Ho, oh, we're coming for you." But then Blake Bortles started playing, and 
we saw that, okay, he was getting his mojo back. He was looking better. He was feeling pretty good. He played a pretty damn good game mm-hmm. in that AFC championship game. We're good. And then for the Minnesota Vikings to say, you know, we didn't, we, we, we truly didn't think that we had this in Case Keenum. We didn't think Case Keenum had this in Case Keenum. Case Keenum didn't think he had it in Case Keenum. And all of a sudden, well, this guy's, this guy's, this guy's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't just manage these games. He won these games. He got us out in front on top in these games. Where do you, where is, where is it that you draw the line and you go, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback? He's solid. He's really good. But I like what I've got in my current quarterback. And I think that we we keep him. We keep his confidence going. This guy, you know, it wasn't just a one-year fluke. Mm-hmm. One game, two games, maybe I'd get it. But And then he went, you know, reverted back to some. It didn't happen. It did not happen like that. So where's the point that you go, I'm happy with the quarterback I've got. And I'm not going to overpay to get Kirk Cousins. I am going to, and this is a good example because both of the teams we're talking about were in the same situation, one game away from the biggest game that they'd ever play in their lives. I'm going to go back to something you said in our baseball topic that we talked about earlier. You got to grab the bull by the horns. And for both of these teams, Kirk Cousins could be a guy that comes in, takes you over that next level. My microcosm that I'm going to use for the Jaguars, and I mentioned it on the primetime podcast during our Super Bowl preview, not the primetime, but the onside kick during our Super Bowl preview, is there was a time Miles Jack comes in, gets them the fumble. They're up 20 to 10. Jaguars can march down the field, make it a, at least a 13 point game, could even put this team. To bed. It's kind of like I think of the Red Sox with Kevin Millar, where it's basically like after that fumble, I could just see Kevin Millar going, put Tommy B to bed right now. Don't give him another chance. You put him to bed tonight. Guess what they did after that fumble? Three and out punt. Guess what the Patriots did when they got the ball back? Touchdown. Now it's a three-point game. Now I'm not saying just because Kirk Cousins was there – that would be a different storyline, but that's the thing with Blake Bortles is, yeah, he didn't do he, he didn't fuck up this year, and he didn't throw a ton of interceptions, and we were asking like, oh, could he be the guy? But really, down to the core, Blake Bortles was, yeah, I could see three and out, and and a big moment, three and out, right back to Tommy B. And when you're in the AFC, odds are, if you make it to the AFC Championship game. You're running into one quarterback, and that's Tommy B. Now, Tommy B's shelf life, some people say, isn't that much longer. Tommy B thinks he's going to play till he's 50. But odds are you're going to have to run through Tommy B if you make it to that game. For the Vikings, can we be completely honest? Should have lost in the divisional round. Like, I'll be the first to say that. Was I excited that we won because... A, I was right, and that defense choked, like I said, six weeks before, maybe even sooner before, and Mark was sitting right there and said, I don't think it's going to happen, but it ended up happening, which Mark is like, I knew you were going to say that when I brought it up. However, both of these teams need something to get over the hump. They need that quarterback. 
And I know that people look back and it's like, well, the Ravens did it and they only had Trent Dilfer. Yeah, but Trent Dilfer wasn't Case Keenum. Trent Dilfer wasn't Blake Bortles. Trent Dilfer wasn't the Eli Mannings, the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Mannings of the world. But he wasn't that guy to where it's like, man, he'd be the backup. Or, man, he he's the guy that Blake Bortles, like, we're trying to dish out of town. That's why Kirk Cousins offers need to be made for him because he could take either the Jaguars or the Vikings over the hump if they want to sign him. He and can how, take them over there. And how many playoff games has Kirk Cousins played in? I believe zero. I'd have to double check, but I believe zero playoff games that he's played in. Maybe one. So then my question would be, how do we know and how do teams know that Kirk Cousins would be able to lead their team back there? A guy who doesn't have that brilliant playoff experience. That guy who doesn't have that spotless playoff record. How do we know and why should a team go and overpay for a guy who couldn't really do anything one playoff game. outside of one playoff game? I mean, and, and and I didn't think that he. I wanted to say that he did go to the playoffs one time. It was but his first year start. His first year as a starter, he lost to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And that's tough. But <laughs> um, but but my whole thing is is that mm-hmm. it's not like you're going for a guy who's in the playoffs every year. It just didn't work out between him and his team. They had different sides, you know, disagreement, blah blah blah, whatever. Okay, and everyone's trying to swoop in and get him. This is a guy who's usually on an average, uh, on what's been an average team in Washington. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not, I like Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I think Washington should have paid him the money that I think he probably does deserve. But I don't want to get all giddy over here oh, I'm- and say, man, this will be the second coming of Christ, and our team will go to the Super Bowl. And I don't want to sit over here and give that misconception that that's exactly what's going to happen. Kirk Cousins could make your team better. Mm-hmm. That's why I still believe he goes to the Cleveland Browns, and he'll get them at least five to seven wins. Is he a Tom Brady? No. Is he a Peyton Manning? No. Is he, I would even say, is he a Drew Brees? Is he an Aaron Rodgers? No and no. But the thing that is different about, I'm just looking at the Vikings and the Jaguars. You can maybe throw the Broncos in this too. But with those two teams, how they are different than the Redskins, and you exactly said it, the Redskins have been average. They have been average with Kirk Cousins. I would say that the roster that the Vikings have on offense and defense and the roster that the Jaguars have on both offense and defense a million times better than what he had in Washington. And that alone could elevate him to where I would think he'd be an upgrade from both Blake Bortles and Case Keenum. He would be an upgrade from Paxton Lynch. He would be an upgrade from Trevor Simeon. A million times upgrade from them because Denver doesn't have a quarterback right now. He would be an upgrade from those guys, but... I Go do ahead. want to say something. So this just came in. Mm-hmm. 
Kansas City Starfirst reported the trade can't become official till the start of the league year on March 14th. Yep. The Redskins would give Kansas City a third-round pick and an unnamed player in the deal um, as compensation, and that's what sources told ESPN. And then ESPN's Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen reported that Smith would sign a four-year extension with the Redskins, which we mentioned, yeah. averaging $23.5 million per year with $71 million in guaranteed money. Holy crap. My my thing is, why did Washington not believe that Kirk Cousins was worth it? That's the, So hope before you mm-hmm. say anything, because I, I do want you to answer that question. Yes. Because it is an interesting question. At least six other teams express interest in Alex Smith, according to Schefter. I would love to know who those six teams are and if they made a, an offer. Say that, say that last part again. At least six other teams expressed interest in Alex Smith, according to... To Adam Schefter. You so, want me to try to guess the six? Because I can. You can. Denver, Jacksonville, Minnesota, Buffalo, um, Arizona, and maybe Redskins? That's six? Or besides the Redskins? Including six the, other teams. Six, six other teams. So I'm thinking teams. one. So I got one more. Um, Dolphins? Kind of. Eh, Ryan Tannehill's coming back. Eh. Um. <laughs> uh, so I've got Buffalo, maybe New Buffalo, New York, Denver, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Arizona. That's the six I would go with. Well, here's what I would love to know: is I would love to know the true exact six teams mm-hmm. and what they were willing to put out there too, and why? Why Washington? Why Washington? And why did Denver the Chiefs, and Minnesota had to be? Why, one and of them. why did the Chiefs feel like that was the best? deal for them i'd be mm-hmm. so interested to know the other ones because i think it would be maybe we'll get a 30 for 30 one day <sighs> hopefully it comes next week yeah maybe we'll get a 30 for 30 one day but, but i want you to answer the question well here's why why would you give mm-hmm. 71 I, I again obviously i like yeah. alex smith and i i think he'll do well but why 71 million dollars to alex smith at least mm-hmm. guaranteed 71 million in guarantee i'd love to have 71 million in guaranteed money 23.5 million dollars a year mm-hmm. for your deal but not willing to give anything near that to Kirk Cousins. Because Kirk, I'll tell you this, Kirk Cousins was probably asking for more. I wouldn't be surprised if two things happened. One, if Kirk Cousins is trying to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL because he'd be stupid not to, and I wouldn't be surprised if someone throws a lot more money at him to be a quarterback. My kind of assumption, because I'm not in there, is that... Kirk Cousins believed he was worth this much. The Redskins believed he was worth this much. And the Redskins felt we're not going to franchise tag him because that's going to be like $34 million just for one year. And it's the last time they could tag him. And they probably were like, what I'm assuming is they kind of had like, I'm going to relate it to the Bulls and the Pelicans earlier today where Bulls and Pelicans were talking Nico, who they were going to trade to the Pelicans, said, I'm not like, I don't have a no trade clause, but he could say yes or no to the deal. He said, I'm not saying yes unless the Pelicans agree to pick up my player option or my team option for next year. Pelicans said no. Nico said no, I'm not going there. Maybe it was the same thing where the Redskins weren't going to make the deal unless they got a commitment from Alex Smith to sign with them long-term, to fix their 
quarterback situation so that they had something locked down. I'm just assuming. And, and, Al- and Alex Smith obviously yeah. was going to say yes to that because he wants the stability as the starting quarterback. He doesn't want to look over his shoulder like you said. One team I did want to mention with Kirk Cousins, though, and I want to ask you this, Buffalo. Because there have been rumors that they don't like Tyrod Taylor. They're trying to get him out of town. Nathan Peterman, I don't care what Buffalo fans say, he's not the answer. I've seen articles what like, What do you oh, mean? He only threw I, six picks I know, the whole year. I know, I know. But there have been articles <laughs> to where it's like, oh, could they trade for Andrew Luck? Could they? Could you see Buffalo? So I'd like to trade for someone who's getting can't throw. rid of Tyrod Taylor to try to get Kirk Cousins to come in. And would Kirk Cousins want to go to Buffalo? If I'm Kirk Cousins, I don't want to go to Buffalo. I don't want to go to Tom Brady's. I don't want to see Tom Brady twice, maybe three times a year. I don't even care about seeing Tom Brady. I would not want to go to Buffalo. I don't want to go to that weather. I mean, honestly, and I'm I'm being serious. Don't I go to a cold weather as, team as a? I mean. It's Washington, so it's it's yeah. kind of the same type of deal. Same but, area. But um, so that, that's me. But I'm not Kirk Cousins. Um, <laughs> uh, so unfortunately, but uh, man, if I, the Bears didn't I, have Mitch, I'd be all over Kirk tr- to the Bears. Tr- truly, I what I'm trying to think of what would draw me if I'm Kirk Cousins over to Buffalo. They've got a they've got a they've got a average. To above average defense, mm-hmm. which I assume will get better with Sean McDermott. They have LaShawn Le- McCoy. <laughs> I almost said LaShady McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. Have, they have LaShawn McCoy. Great. Calvin Benjamin. He is so injured all the time. Mm-hmm. So well, so was Sammy Watkins. I know it's the walking <laughs> injury bug. They can't get rid of it. They can't. It's the it's the non shakable well, walking at least, injury. At least bug. they got to trade him. Um, but. Uh, and I say that so so with force because Charles Clay, Kelvin Benjamin's on my, was they drafted, on my fantasy team. Uh, Zay Jones. Zay Jones is, is promising. Basically what I'm saying is there's a lot of question marks with Buffalo, which I wouldn't mm-hmm. go there. Yeah. I don't want to say they made the playoffs on on, on, on some fluke because mm-hmm. they didn't. They played well. Because well, they, I mean, they, they, they played well, then they didn't, and then Andy, they played really well down the stretch Andy to Andy Dalton end it. helped so. them too. Andy Dalton really helped. Honestly, him. truly, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. They, they made the playoffs. Yeah, I know. But Andy Dalton, without an Andy Dalton game, the Redskins, well, not and, the Redskins, the Ravens go to the playoffs. Well, and let me tell which is hilarious that the Ravens weren't able to, to yeah. make the playoffs for, for that reason. Because of the Red Rocket. Um, and Buffalo, Buffalo fans were truly appreciative of that. I mean, I've never seen so many Buffalo fans donate to an Andy Dalton cause. Um, but... There's not enough in Buffalo that entices me if I'm Kirk Cousins. There's just not enough. Let's move on to the last part. Oh, the part it's that not you, over yet? The part that you <laughs> cannot wait for, Patrick Mahomes, will be the starting quarterback week one for the Chiefs. What's going through your head? You're a Chief fan. What's going on? Patrick Mahomes, starting quarterback. The Patrick Mahomes era is starting in KC. Well, it was an inevitable when they went and drafted him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, traded up for him. They still drafted yeah. him, though, right? Yeah, I know. Okay, good. Um, but it's not like they waited to draft him. They moved up no, to they didn't, get because, him. No, because they knew, they knew who they wanted, mm-hmm. and they went and got him, and I like that, and I think that's good because I think Patrick Mahomes will be good, and I, I think what he did in his one start that he was able to get— About 280 yards, no touchdowns, and INT. That's not bad. Against a, against a pretty good, pretty solid Denver defense? Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Patrick Mahomes is going to be a good quarterback, and the Chiefs would not have gone after him if they didn't think he would be. You know, again, it's one of those things where I kind of always say about the draft, you know, he could pan out, he couldn't have. It's all about Um, potential. But I I do think that he'll be good. 
I I I see I see some similarities in terms of what we saw with Alex Smith as a guy who's able to throw the ball, guy who's able to run with the ball, guy mm-hmm. who's able to move, you know, within the pocket and then move and run out of the pocket. This is a guy who I think is going to be a, a solid quarterback because he's he's uh, he's from that kind of dual threat m- mm-hmm. mold. I I don't see, you know, there we we of course will have a whole off season and everything for him to really get acclimated with everything, everybody, um, everyone on the offense, all I mean, the he, schemes, he everything a, like that. He had a full year to do it. He just wasn't getting first-team reps. I know, but what I'm saying is that it's much different to watch and hold yeah. a clipboard from the sideline than it is to actually be in there mm-hmm. in the game situation. And even if he is getting the reps, it's completely different than getting the first-team reps no, and no, everything exactly like that. No, no, exactly it is. But it's not like he doesn't know who it's not Travis like he's, Kelsey it's not, is. It's not like he's new coming in this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you're right on that. I, I think that his confidence will grow. Now, it it's good for both him and Alex Smith. Alex Smith is out in Washington now. Mm-hmm. He's by himself. He's the starter. And now Patrick Mahomes, by himself, in Kansas City, he's the unquestioned starter. It's good for both of their confidences. I think that this is, again, a, a thing where Patrick Mahomes, could it take, could could there be a couple of rough, rough patches to start? Mm-hmm. There could be. It's expected. But but I do believe that he's going to be a strong quarterback down the stretch, someone that Kansas City and, and, and you know Chief Chief Nation hashtag Chiefs Kingdom can uh, can can get behind the hashtag Look, that Sean loves to use after every uh, after Kings every Chiefs loss. loss yeah, uh-huh. um, <laughs> just I, uh, hits up the text group hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. Uh huh. Um, and uh, I am uh, I'm looking forward to it. I got another question for you, and this is because Chiefs this year ten and six. We have Phillip Rivers in that division. The Chargers did well, 9-7. and seven. The Raiders have Derek Carr. They now have a brand-new head coach in John Gruden coming to town. Hopefully will b- bring some infusion of offense back to that team, being the offensive mastermind working with Derek Carr. And with the Broncos, I'm going to use the stipulation of what if they get Kirk Cousins because now the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. Would you say that they'd still be the favorite to win the West? Or now that they have Mahomes, you might be able to see it of because John Gruden, or uh, yeah, John Gruden, I almost said Jay Gruden. I'm like, no, we just mentioned him with the Redskins. John Gruden with the Raiders. If Kirk Cousins comes in for the Broncos, could the AFC be a lot tougher than it might have been last year with the Raiders going only 6 and 10? Broncos are 5 and 11. Chiefs roared out 6 and 0. Oh, and then finished ten and six. If the Raiders don't fix their defense, they're going to be the exact same that they were this year. Mm-hmm. Offensively, that they'll they'll you would like to think that they'll be better with you know health and everything like that. But if they can't fix their defense, their poorest defense, they're going to stay about where they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe one or two games better. Maybe eight and eight. Uh, the Chargers, I never put a whole lot of stock in them lately because they're so up and down. Um, and then Denver, they if they don't get if they don't get Kirk Cousins, I'm not too, the I'm not terribly scared. If they do get Kirk Cousins, I think that boosts them a couple of games. Mm-hmm. And the Kansas City Chiefs, I think that they could. They were ten and six this past year, and they really had a they they started off super hot. They then they super sucked, and then they were really good again. And to be ten and six with Patrick Mahomes, I wouldn't. Terribly be surprised if it's an eight and eight season or a nine and six season. However, they're but also I, losing Nagy. But I also I also would not be surprised if an eight and eight, mm-hmm. if a 
nine and seven ended up winning the division based off of you know some of the factors that are going on right now. A seven and nine. We're going back to like when the NFC West was the Seahawks got in. It won't seven and nine. It won't be that bad. And then some (laughs) people may say, Brandon, well, you say you know you're excited for Patrick Mahomes, but you're only giving him eight and eight or nine and seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's a he's gonna. It's gonna be like he's a rookie. You know, coming in and and, and stuff like that in terms of it started one game. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So you got to give, you know, the guy a little bit of a I don't want to say a pass, but a little bit of a cushion to say, Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting him to go 11 and five right away. Um, That'd be awesome. But, you know, I think that there's got to be a little bit of cushion for that learning curve and everything like that. Eight and eight, nine and seven. That's pretty darn good. And again, I think in that division with kind of how everything is, if, if, you know, changes aren't made you know drastically i i think that most teams are going to fall in the raiders you would like to think that they would probably probably be better than what they were this past year by like i said a game or two um or for them for their sake they'd like to say four or five better um for the for the chargers really right now the way that the chargers are set up nine and seven mm-hmm. is right about where i think that, that they'll be around denver uh, maybe six wins And here's where I'm going to need your help because you're the Chiefs fan, is running backs coach Eric Benemi, Benemi, B-I-E-N-I-E-M-Y. B-I-E-N-I-E-M-Y. Say it however you want. Running backs coach. They promote him to the offensive coordinator. That, I think, is going to be a bigger loss to the Chiefs than the Alex Smith is Matt Nagy. With Matt Nagy being in Chicago, not calling the plays, I don't know if they're going to have um, Eric calling the plays or they're going to have Andy Reid call the plays, but that to me will be a bigger loss than Alex Smith for the Chiefs. I think the AFC West going to be very interesting this year. Mahomes starting, John Gruden coming in. John Gruden starting. I think he's the, owner, <laughs> player, and coach. Well, I mean, for the contract, the 10-year contract he got, he better be. But And then you also got... The Broncos, like we talked about, could be in the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. Any final yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I want to say really, really quickly. You said on the running backs Already coach, jumping over that, jumping on it. You knew it was coming. Yeah, you um, knew it was the running backs coach. You said, you know, you feel like you know, you're not sure about that. The guy who worked with Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt, and I don't want to say he made Kareem Hunt because Kareem Hunt made well, Kareem Hunt. I'm but, just saying, but I'm, I'm in just, the sense but, of Nagy was calling the play. No, I understand, but I mean, if you're working with this running back and you already have this really good relationship mm-hmm. and know what you can make play specifically yeah. for him and everything like that, I I don't think. That it's going to be some dramatic, like, oh my gosh, these plays are going to be so mm-hmm. much different. I, I don't think that. I don't see that. I actually think it could be stronger because you're bringing this guy up and you're after such a great year mm-hmm. that Hunt had. I think that could just help things get be even stronger. That's at least what the hope would be. But it's going to be really interesting in 2018. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Two emergency podcasts in two weeks. We had the Blake Griffin trade happen on Monday. We did that for the fast break, about 53 minutes of gold on that trade. And now we're at another, what, 52, 53 maybe minutes of gold here with the Alex Smith trade to the Redskins. So let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. I'm sure I'm going to get Mark's thoughts about this next week as we'll probably look more in depth, maybe a little Kirk Cousins stuff as well want to thank you guys for watching and listening but as always have a good day everybody
Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.